0: Everyone wants this time of year to be absolutely perfect, right? We want parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and carolers out in the snow, scary ghost stories, and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. That's how it always is, right? Don't I wish. Last week we heard John the Baptist pointing fingers at the establishment and calling them a brood of vipers. Confession time. I can honestly say that when I went home at Christmas last year those fingers pointed at me. I was my own self-contained brood of vipers for my family. The Omicron variant of COVID was raging and people were stressed and tensions were high and people in my family started testing positive. It was not pleasant. Christmas kind of ended. A lot of things were said that shouldn't have been said. There was a lot more blaming than understanding happening. And so much of my 2022 has been a year of family reconciliation. Thankfully, I can report that after a lot of apologies, and effort, and good intentions, everyone is very much okay. And here's the good thing, we actually like each other too. (laughs) But the experience reminded me of something that we often forget. Preparing the way of the Lord is hard. Welcoming Christ into our hearts at Christmas requires some hardcore spiritual practices that we have to cultivate inside of us. Things like forgiveness, and then those fruits of the Spirit that St. Paul talks about. Love, joy, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Living and cultivating all of these qualities, practicing these qualities, invites the person and everyone around them to dwell in the kingdom of God, the holy realm, the kingdom of God, that place that Jesus talks about over and over again in his ministry. Preparing the way of the Lord is hard. Welcoming Christ into our hearts at Christmas requires some hardcore spiritual practices that we have to cultivate inside of us, and the main practice of it all must be forgiveness. Matthew's Gospel today shows us a slice of the stops and starts of Jesus' early ministry. John the Baptist is in prison, and his disciples are desperate so john sends his disciples to jesus asking are you the one who is to come or are we to wait for another perhaps john did this sort of a referral kind of like what your doctor does referral of his disciples to jesus because maybe he knew that they needed to hear answers from jesus directly but jesus doesn't answer them directly Instead, he tells them to do something very specific. He says, go and tell John what you hear and see. What you hear and see. Notice he doesn't say, go and tell him what you've seen and heard. This is not the opportunity to tell stories about something theoretical that you've heard from someone else about the kingdom of God. This is the time to live in, to dwell in right in the midst of the kingdom of God in the here and now. This is the time to practice the ways of Jesus, to see them in full effect, to not tell about the experiences of others in some kind of theoretical way, but tell of your own experiences in the here and now. These experiences of forgiveness, of healing, restoration of wonders and joys that you've encountered by some aspect of the kingdom of God and how it's been revealed to you. And just like my family's confession, excuse me, just like my family's confrontation last Christmas with COVID and our reconciliation, or like John's desire to send his disciples to Jesus, much of our spiritual lives are a learned practice. That is, we practice our faith when we are confronted to do so. Sometimes it's very easy. It makes us feel good. Other times, it's very hard, if not excruciatingly difficult. The Holocaust survivor Cory ten Bohm tells a story about her life. In the late 1930s, She and her family, as a Christian family in Holland, were helping Jews escape the Nazis. And this family was actually quite successful. But in 1944, they got caught. And she spent the last year of the war in the Ravensbrück concentration camp. Then the war ended and she was released, she was rescued. But something about that experience was gnawing at her. Her encounter with such violence and evil made her question her faith. She had felt that she lived in the spirit of good intent for everyone, but Corey felt that God was asking her to do something more for her heart, to prepare herself to do something even bolder to tell what she would hear and see about God and to experience the kingdom of God in real time. And so in 1947 she began confronting the German soldiers who tormented her. Here's her story in her own words. It was a church in a church in Munich that I saw him, a balding heavy-set man in a gray overcoat. I had come from Holland to a defeated Germany with the message that God forgives. When we confess our sins, I had said, God cast them into the deepest ocean, gone forever. One moment, I saw this man in a gray overcoat, but the next, the blue uniform and a cap with its swastika. My memory transported me back to Ravensbrook, and the man who was walking towards me I recognized as one of the guards, the most cruel of them all. Now the man was standing in front of me saying, a fine message, Fraulein, how good it is to know that, as you say, our sins are at the bottom of the sea. You mentioned Ravensbrook in your talk. I was a guard there. But since that time, I have become a Christian. I know that God has forgiven me for the cruel things which I did there, but I would like to hear it from your lips as well, Fraulein. He said hesitantly, will you forgive me? And I stood there and I could not forgive. It could not have been many seconds. It seemed like hours as I wrestled with the most difficult thing that I ever had to do. For I had to do it. I knew that the message that God forgives has a prior condition that we forgive those who trespass against us. I knew this not only as a commandment of God, but as a daily experience. I had established a home for survivors of the Holocaust and those who were able to forgive their former enemies were able to return to the outside world and rebuild their lives. But those who nursed their bitterness remained invalids. It was as simple and horrible as that. And I stood there with the coldness clutching my heart. But forgiveness is not an emotion. Forgiveness is an act of the will. Jesus, help me, I prayed. I can lift my hand. I can do that much. Just supply the feeling and make it genuine. And so, woodenly, mechanically, I thrust my hand into the one stretched out to me. And as I did, an incredible thing happened. This healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. I forgive you, brother, I cried with all my heart. For a long moment, we grasped each other's hands, the former guard and the former prisoner. I had never known God's love so intensely as I did then. It was a moment I could see God working directly in me. My friends, this time of year is a season of joy around the world, but it is also a season of great need, of great challenge, and sometimes of even great sorrow. And so Advent invites us to prepare our hearts to see and hear Christ as he returns to the world by looking for God in the everyday, in every opportunity that we're given. I still can't get over that eight years ago, Myra and I had an idea. An idea to reach out to some local school to see how we can help And that idea now has been transformed into such a reality that no child in the Garfield neighborhood will be without toys this Christmas. But not just the school, the entire neighborhood. Because the kingdom of God has been brought and is very near to us. We know this. And it goes beyond toys. Because now there's an abundance of food, a community garden, there's art and music, and a whole lot of local pride in creating something new and wonderful. When we talk about Garfield, we talk about what we see and hear on a daily basis, in the here and now, as we ourselves are experiencing hearing and seeing The kingdom of God at its fullest. The signs are around us. There are plenty of other examples. Our world would not be the same if it weren't for you. You bless everyone by being here right now. And because of you, we get to know just a little bit more about how Jesus is acting in the world through you. Fortunately, the church reminds us about this over and over and over, about how Jesus came into the world to teach us a better way to live. Christ's great story of love is just starting to develop, but the question is, how is Christ's story developing in us? Are we preparing to forgive to reconcile, to heal the world like God expects us to partner with Jesus and heal the world, to tell what we see and hear what God is doing right now, it's all around us. The kingdom of God is indeed drawing near. Imagine what we would be able to do in our world if we actually were this open to seeing God, to hearing God, to telling what we see and hear. If we were actually this present to everyone, to be in such an open and collaborative community that the gifts of all would be exalted and not one person would be marginalized or put into a corner. What kind of world would we live in? This is the call of Advent upon all of us. To prepare ourselves and the world to see Jesus once again for the first time. To hear Jesus once again for the first time. To prepare so that we can receive. To receive the greatest gift the world has ever known. A God that chooses human beings. A God that chooses us. We know our starting point. Praying, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Preparing the way of the Lord can be a confrontational encounter. It can be excruciatingly hard. But living with the spirit of forgiveness is powerful, life-changing. It sets us free and gives us the fullest, most amazing life possible. We know our starting point. My challenge to us is to begin. Go and tell what you see and hear. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. The kids get their toys, the homeless are fed, the refugees are clothed, those who are marginalized are exalted. You are called beloved, and your voice and your presence in the world matter a lot. Forgiveness, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control rule the day because of what we see and hear in Jesus Only the good remains. Listen and hear. Watch and see. The kingdom of God has come near. It is the most wonderful time of the year.